Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. All right, well, welcome everybody to this conversation today. I am Crystal Crawford, for those of you guys that don't know me. And this week in Infinite Being School, it's all about bodies. Now, we've been doing this topic per week as a part of the month of change in the school, but I'm loving this. I'm loving this so much. And so we're going to really continue forward with picking a topic a week and, and talking about it and asking you about your questions about it. There's so many huge universes of conversation. So I, I'm going to tentatively title this like starting to get your body as the sensory organism that it is. That's a terrible title, but I'll, you guys have so many questions. And what I try to do when you ask your questions is sort of find the thread that runs through it. And what I'm getting more than anything is that there's just some key things that Everyone needs to start to get in order to have a different reality with your body. One of the very first things that you've got to get is that your body has consciousness. Consciousness is what Gary calls the prima materia. It's like, it's what everything is made of. So like in this office that I'm in right now, I can look around and I, you know, I've got desks everywhere and chairs and floors and you know, me and the air conditioner and the ceiling and everything that I place my eyes on has consciousness, but also everything in the room that I can't see with my eyes has consciousness. It's literally what everything is made of. And so what access starts to introduce us to is the fact that we can talk to anything. You can talk to furniture, you can talk to jewelry, you can talk to money, you can talk to your body, you can talk to things because your first language is energy. Everything is composed of energy and energy speaks. And so I think that's one of the very, very, very first things to get about anything having to do with your body is like energy speaks, your body speaks. So if that's true, then what's left is, well, then how do I talk to it? Right. And this is what I love so much about the specialty class of Access Consciousness called Talk to the Entities, because there's four, because it teach, it teaches you that there's entities and it teaches you that you can talk to them. So when I first heard this conversation about being able to talk to your body, I was, it was so far outside of anything I could grasp with my mind that all I could do was start to play with the very few things that I was given right at the beginning. And I really got introduced to this conversation in my first foundation class. And so that's a four day class for those of you guys that don't know. It's the second core class after the bars. And so we would be in class and, and you're, when we were doing live, pardon me, when we were doing live classes, you know, you're in class for a full day and then you have lunch or in class for the morning, have lunch, have class, go home for dinner. 
the reason I say that is because we would break for snacks and we would break for lunch. And one of the first times that I was introduced to talking to my body was like when we took a break for snacks and the facilitator said, walk into, walk everybody. Okay. We're taking a break. Everybody walk into the room where the snacks are and ask your body what it wants. So of course I'm like, what are you even saying? You crazy mujer. <laughs> like, what are you even saying? Um, so I asked that and she's like, well, your body has consciousness. Your body will tell you things. I'm like, okay, fine. I hear nothing. She's like, why don't you start with standing in front of something that you think you want to ingest, eat and seeing what occurs. Does your body naturally lean towards it? Does your body lean away from it? Like, is your body a yes for this thing? Is your body a no for this thing? And so that's exactly where I started. And that, I know some of you brought that up of like, I think somebody said here, uh, I, if I ask a question to my body, I stand up, put my hands on my body and wait to see if it goes to the front of the back. And that's Inga that said that. Inga, what I would say is you're working too hard. Literally, like when it comes to food in particular, like you can stand in front of a table full of food or a fridge full of food and just hold the thing especially if like there's bunches of choices, hold the thing in front of you. If your body naturally goes forward, it's a yes. If your body kind of stays neutral, it's a no. And if your body goes backward, it's a no. Like that's how intuitive and responsive our bodies are. So that was my first introduction to my body has consciousness and my body speaks to things. So this thing about food was really interesting to me because at the time that I found access consciousness, I was this close to um going to get my degree in nutrition i was big into healthy eating i was big into that world i had totally changed my husband and my diet at the time like i had just transformed everything the people in my small town where i was living would come to me for food advice so food was a really big thing in my world it had been a big thing probably since i was a little kid because my mom was constantly on some weight loss kick or whatever so I, so this thing about asking your body was really interesting to me because I was accustomed to putting together a program for my body so that I could achieve particular results. And I was very good at that. I could, I could achieve those results. So my fear, and everybody knows what fear is, right? My fear, my distractor from the choices I really have was, here's what I used to distract myself. If I allow my body free reign, I'll get fat. I won't have any control anymore. Like if I actually allow my body to have the choices, uh, everything's going to go to shit. That was my fear. That's, those are the things and the beliefs that we use to never get so aggressively present that we actually start to be able to distinguish what's us and what's our body. And yes, there are two different distinct beings at play here, right? There's you, the being, and you, the body. So, so that was my fear. So I spent the next, probably I have played since that moment with asking my body about all kinds of things. And here's the thing you got to get. Your body is involved in almost everything that you do clearly because you walk around in it you interact with it you have sex with it you eat with it you travel with it you clothe it you bathe it. it you wouldn't even need money if you didn't have a body so your body 
and, and your body actually has preferences and things that it would like. So I think that's a really key foundation for any body conversation. I think foundation number two that just goes hand in hand with it is that you're, we started with your body as a sensory organism. So not only is it made of consciousness, is it conscious, but it's aware. So the thing about awareness is that 99.999999% of what your body is aware of can't be seen. It can't be seen. It might, the awareness that you're having may eventually be proven with sight, but 99.99999% of what your body is aware of cannot be proven with sight. And yet it is still occurring. Now, that's actually true of all of your awareness, but for some reason when it comes to our body, we tend to go to my body's hurting, but nothing's happening. I can't see any reason for this pain to be occurring. And so therefore it doesn't make sense. That's typically kind of where we go with body intensity. Now, so you got to get that your body is a sensory organism. It picks up on energies. It's, it's a thing. I think third really key important part of this body conversation is that you've most likely your body is also a healer. So it's got these immense capacities for awareness, for healing, for transformation, for contribution, and none of that is talked about in this reality. All right. And yet it also exists. So what I've gotten over the last 10 years is that it's, it's now my job to learn how to function in a different way with my body. I was taught to function as a person with a body that had to do things with it, basically, right? Like I came in with this body. Number one, my body was wrong. That's what I learned, okay? I learned that my body was wrong. I learned that my sexual energies were wrong. I learned that most of the time bodies get fat and that's wrong. You know, I learned that the way that I looked was wrong because I was different. I learned a lot about the wrongness of my body, right? My stomach was wrong. This was wrong. That's wrong with legs. You know, when you dress this way, that's wrong in terms of sex. Like there was so much education on the wrongness of my body. So maybe you can look at what you got as education about your body. I got no education about what was actually true about my body, its capacities, its abilities, and then how to use them. So it is very important to look at that because the way you were taught to function with your body is going to be very, very different from what you need to start to learn now. And I think getting that this is a learning process is important because that means this conversation is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Pretty much like every conversation in consciousness. This isn't just like a hack that you're going to use one time and have results, although you can use some of these things one time and have results. But this is a, and your body is an invitation to presence. Now, the thing about presence is presence has nothing to do with thinking or finding reasons why things are occurring. Thinking and finding reasons why are not presence. They're judgment. 
Presence is being with something and being the question of, well, what is this? What can I do with it? Can I change it? How can I change it? Now that's really different. Like I, it took me probably, I don't know, six or seven years with the access tools to even get those questions. So in the beginning, you might not get those, but I want you, I want you to pin the information that your body is an invitation to presence. Now, <laughs> here are the primary points in addition to the ones that I just laid <laughs> that I want you to get from the questions that you asked. Okay. Point number one, you are aware of many more things than you are conscious of. If every single thing is made of consciousness, has consciousness, is it possible you are unconscious to many of them? Okay. Now, unconsciousness is not wrong. Unconsciousness is just not conscious. So all that means is that there's no presence with. That's what unconscious is. You're not being present to what is. So, for example, when you start to take the classes of talk to the entities, what you start to get is the spirit world exists. It exists whether you acknowledge it or not, which means you have a lot of spirit activity going on around you all the single, all the time. Whether you want to believe you have an ability with it or not, it's still occurring. So whether you want to believe that your body can pick up on all these energies or not, it's still occurring. So what I learned via talk to the entities is like, it's going to make my life a lot easier to get that I'm aware of a whole hell of a lot more things than I'm ever acknowledging. So a key question to, to ask is it, a key thing to get is if your body's going into any intensity, you've got to ask a question and go, okay, I've decided this is mine. I've decided that it's painful because some things can be pain. Number one, is it mine? Now, sometimes with your body, for example, sometimes with your body, it is healing something. So I, me and my body just chose eye surgery. I just got LASIK on my eyes. Now, my body is most, most definitely healing and changing the damage that was done to achieve vision. Okay. So I can feel lots of things and it's not, it's not super comfortable. It's not totally uncomfortable either, but it's not totally comfortable. Like I don't, I don't yet have back the natural function of my eyes. They are definitely handling something. So that can occur, right? Like you have a surgery, you have a break, you, you know, your body has an impact of some sort. There's a healing process that goes on. Okay. There's, and so like, that's like kind of like direct physical trauma. Okay. Where your body is like healing directly something that occurred that can occur. There's also like indirect trauma that didn't necessarily happen to your body that your body is attempting to heal as well because your body just heals. That's what it does. And it heals everything in its radius. As far as it's concerned, probably there's no separation, right? So I forget where I'm going with that, but it's like, I guess that just kind of circles around to my point of your body is a healing body. And sometimes the pains or the intensities that you have going on in your body 
are yours in the sense that they are occurring as a direct result of something that occurred. I mean, even that, I was last night laying in bed with my eyes and I had them closed because they were kind of tired. I asked my body, you know, it was pretty clear my body wanted to close my eyes. So I laid down and I'm laying there and I'm perceiving all these nerve sensations in my eyes. And probably after day one of the surgery, it was pretty vulnerable because my, you know, your eyes are this, they're so vulnerable. Right. And I, I had this mental image of what had occurred during the surgery and I, I could perceive they actually felt like they'd been stitched together in my, it was, it was kind of aggressive. And so, so last night, so I'm, so I'm laying there last night and I'm having more nerve sensation than I'd had. And when this particular surgery, they have to slice through the nerves to get to the, the myopia so they can slice that out. Like it's, it's aggressive. And I'm laying there with my eyes closed and I'm perceiving this nerve sensation. And I asked my, instead of going into any kind of fear or panic that the nerve pain was going to get worse, because I could feel all these different emerging, possible emerging energy showing up. Like I could go to panic about this. I could like call the doctor and ask him if this, I could go to panic, call the doctor, ask him if this is normal, um, cry. Um, cause it, I mean, like it wasn't starting to hurt, but it was definitely more intense than it had been. And, and like, this is your, these are your eyes. It's like, if they start to hurt, what do you do? So I could feel myself almost wanting to go unpresent with it. And so I caught it and I laid there with my eyes closed and I was like, okay, body, are you changing this? Yes or no? I wanted to get a sense, a true sense of what was occurring instead of my panicked version of what I was afraid was occurring. And many, many times with body intensity, I find that to be the process. Um, the moment you go into thinking or fear or panic or depression or anything that isn't just being with your body and what's occurring, that's the moment you've taken yourself out of presence. And then from that unpresent position, you have no power. There, there are no questions. You have no power. There aren't any questions. You've just, you've died. <laughs> like, so so the, the strength comes in. What you, where you need your strength is in recognizing that you just went into not present and pulling yourself back and just being with you and your body. So I'm being with my eyes and I'm, all this different information is like washing through my world, right? Like I'm remembering that Gary said in the MTVSS section of the foundation manual, he's like, you know, a lot of times when you're running this body process on, on certain bodies, they can go through what's called a healing crisis. And in a healing crisis, it always feels worse before it feels better. And so you have to know that so that you can give your client this information, go, hey, listen, we're going to do this and just get that this is going to unravel a lot of things. And in the unraveling, it could feel more intense before it feels better. And so, you know, this is occurring last night and I am remembering that. And I'm like, is this the moment where it feels worse before it gets better? Yes or no? Just getting more awareness, you know? 
And, you know, I mean, that's, that's actually true of all healing is that there is always a moment where it looks like it's worse. It feels worse. It looks worse. And then almost always the day after it's like turns the corner. So, but, but those were the things I was able to access by just lowering all my barriers, pushing down whatever kind of panic I wanted to do and staying present. And I just kind of stayed present with my body and I'm kind of illustrating what it takes to change things. So I stayed present and I'm like, body, do you require anything? Is there anything I can contribute to you? And I just laid there and I was with me. And then I fell asleep and it turns out sleep was exactly what my body required. Now I could have done a lot of different things. I could have added a body process, any body process, actually, just so you know, I know there was a question in here about body processes being used as remedies. You can, that's not wrong. Like there's an eye process that I can have run on my eyes. There's also cellular memory. There's also zero sum of trauma. There's also MTVSS. None of them are wrong. It's like any of those choose one, you know, choose something. Um, so I had that as a choice. I had, I had bars as a choice. I had staying awake as a choice. I had lots of choices, right? You always have lots of choices. Um, then I just stayed present with my body and just kept going, you know, what do you require? And then my body fell asleep. And so, you know, we didn't really need to talk much after that, but that's the, that's the, the, that's the key thing to get. Now, I do get that sometimes physical, the physical intensity of whatever it is you're handling is like so much that questions don't occur to you. For example, during, during the surgery, I, it's very intense (laughs) and the rest of my body besides my head and my eyes was like, had no attention being paid to it. So it was just me laying there on the table when really honestly, they need to like cover you with a weighted blanket and like have people holding your feet and holding your hands just for like that nurturing energy. I had none of that. So I'm sitting there on the table and they're like wrangling my eyes into position. And honestly, my body went into a lot of survival and fear. And there was all these different energies and I was really doing the best that I could to, to stay present, but I was really like, surviving. I was surviving the moment. Let's just be honest. And so with very, very, very intense physical things that can occur, you can just go into survival. Here's what you got to get. There's always the moment after. There's always the moments after. And, you know, after just had some good cries, I had some bars, I had, you know, like some hugs and some snow, some naps. And there was, all the things that allow that trauma to kind of release from your body. So I think that's worth mentioning that, you know, it's like how many things are you trying to cope with that you can just allow to move through? That was a huge, huge experience. And that's just one example. But like, do you allow those things to move through or do you try to cope with them and not actually gift yourself the the things that would like transmute and trans transmute those energies, allow them to move through, right? So, so that, okay, good. I'm going to look at some of your comments here. Hold on. Uh, Okay, no comments. Okay, good. So let me go back to these questions here. So... 
have them somewhere very organized that I moved. Okay, so, okay, I think the last, okay, so I, there's so many different facets to this. There's like the physical intensity that I've sort of been focusing on because I just went through this major event. There's the eating, the, the food element. There's all the different ways that you can start to talk with your body. Um, but I want to give you four main tools, if you haven't already extrapolated a bunch of tools from what I've said. Uh, <laughs> one of them is like, if I weren't making this significant, what could I choose? Now, this can relate to a lot of different things. This can relate to like, if you've decided, you've decided that you want to be gluten-free, for example, and your body's like really happy eating gluten-free for a moment, and then it just wants gluten. And if you weren't making gluten-free significant, what could you choose, right? If you weren't making meat significant, could you eat? Like if you weren't making anything significant, what could you choose? Um, and, and I mean, that tool, man, that can be sprinkled. You can sprinkle that shit on everything because if you weren't making your weight significant, what could you choose? If you weren't making your no weight significant, what could you choose? If you weren't making this food or that food significant or not this food or that food significant, if you weren't making your mother significant, like it's like, it's really like you taking the significance out of everything. And personally, I would use that for every single body thing ever. So like if I wasn't making the surgery significant, what could I choose? If I wasn't making the intensity significant, what could I choose? Um, and then if you need to, if you get after even this little bit in this conversation that you're functioning from a lot of significance, form and structure and significance, there's a clearing that goes, how much form, structure, and significance am I using to create the body I cannot enjoy in my choosing? And everything that is times a godzillion, will you destroy it and create it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Okay, tool number two is, am I making something real and true here? There's these other scenarios where like we talked about in the very beginning, how your body is a healing body. Now, it doesn't have a point of view of who it tries to heal. The thing is, your body follows your lead most of the time. So, for example, if you've made suffering and other people's pain and other people's struggles real and true, meaning this is happening to them, it's terrible, it's heartbreaking, I'm so sad. Any of those energies are making something real and true instead of just recognizing that people choose what they choose because they choose it and you care and how does it get better and what can we choose? So if something's sticking you, if it's sticking your body, if like you go to work and you're a nurse and you're bringing all those energies home with you, what you got to look at is how much of these have I made real and true? And if you want to follow it up with, and everything that is times a godzillion, I destroy it and create it all, you can do that and gift your body some more space. Um, the things that continually stay with you, stick with you, are things that you've made real and true. This is real suffering, real pain, real, like, this isn't a choice. This is something that this person cannot help, and therefore it's real. So what have I made Am I making something real and true here? Yes or no? If yes, pop and pot it. 
Okay. Number three tool is huge and it has to do with that physical intensity. And you can go, is this pain or is this awareness? You could add to that question, is this healing that I've misidentified and misapplied as pain? Because there's different kinds of intensity. There's different kinds of pain. Like the stuff going on in my eyes right now is definitely healing, right? There's nerves that are regenerating and things that are growing back. So it's important for me to identify it as what it is so that I don't choose a distractor and get totally off kilter off into left field around something, right? Um, so when I have things that go on in my body, right now it's been my eyes, then I really look at like, what is this? Is this a pain I need to pay attention to in terms of this is a signal, I need to ask my body some questions and, and, and get it some assistance? Or is this healing or is this awareness? So that's important because then you kind of have a better sense of what direction to take things. Okay. The fourth tool I'm going to add is, is around food because it's, I mean, it's a three to five part of, you know, three to five times a day part of our life. I would start to look at what, what am I hungry for? Now, this could be its own series, its own thing, but I'm going to throw this in here at the end and you guys need, you can play with it. Okay. What am I hungry for? Am I hungry for food? Am I hungry for fluid? Am I hungry for an energy? Am I hungry for an element? Am I hungry for acknowledgement? Am I hungry for sensation? What you've got to get is that humanoids have different food groups, salt, sugar, water, and energy. Energy are sensations, energies, food energies, liquid energies, right? There's all these different energies, okay? So what am I hungry for? Food, fluid, energy, element. Um, is it something I want to ingest, something I want to experience, or something else, okay? Um, and I guess I'll stop there for now. There's like so many different things we could talk about, but just get that your body is a sensory organism. It's not fucked up and it's not wrong. It's able and aware and it senses things. So now where can you start with playing with that that would teach you a different way of being with your body so that you guys can create something and be something different together? adore you guys. See you back in the school. Thank you so much for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find. So if you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and also share this with a friend who you know might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on crystaljoycrawford.com and to learn more about the incredible life-changing tools of access consciousness, go to accessconsciousness.com and theclearingstatement.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mm -hmm.